Hey everyone, welcome to episode eight of Bible and Breakfast with Basketball Dads. I'm excited to have our guest with us today, uh, Jason Aker. He's the the head men's basketball coach at Oklahoma Baptist University, and um, really excited to have you here, Jason. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I uh, it's been too long since we uh, caught up, and so it's good to see you first and foremost. Definitely. Well, um, why don't we start out really quick, Coach? I know, um, you know, obviously this last this last uh, Sunday was Father's Day, and I know uh, in the last couple of years you became a dad and was just wondering if you could share a little bit about what that means to you, um, you know, what, what things you've been learning as a dad and, and just kind of how that, that's been going for you. Well, we have a three-year-old son. Um, he just turned three recently. His name is Isaac. Um, we had him... We actually ended up deciding to have him after I got back from an Athletes in Action trip um, with Coach Mo and um, Mike Siegfrieds, and we took a team over to Italy a few years ago. And so some of those men on that trip uh, prayed about it and thought about it, and we were one of the lucky ones that the plan worked um, as far as when we actually wanted to have him. But you're never, you you know, you're never ready to be a dad. You you try to get as ready as you can. We were a little bit older, but it's been awesome. It's been hard. It's been fun. It's been challenging. Um, but any uh, dads on here know that they wouldn't trade that um, time and trade that experience. I'm so glad that we ended up, we didn't know for a long time if we were going to even attempt to have kids. And so we're obviously so thankful that we ended up doing it because it's been the best thing in our life, just having them and watching them grow. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I think it's always fun watching, you know, I, I think any dad, it's cool to watch them post about their kids, but I've enjoyed watching you just post about, about your son because it, you can just tell how proud you are and how, how much of a blessing he is in your life. And it's so, it's so cool and uh, to see every time you do that. So um, coach, I know you had, um, you've had a, a crazy journey in coaching and, you know, it's taken you some some cool places. It's it's brought you some highs. It's brought you some lows. And I remember a few years ago, I can't remember what year it was, but at the uh, the final four for the, the FCA event, you shared your, your testimony and your story. And it was so powerful. You know, I, I knew a little bit about your story before that, because me and you, we coached a, a mutual player and Larry Taylor. And I know that I'd heard some things and had a lot of respect for you. But when you shared that story at the final four, it just um, gave me a whole new perspective and had so much respect for you, just how, how God's worked in your life. So I was wondering if you could, you don't need to go through all the details, but if you want to just share a, a little bit of your story and, and uh, you know, however you want to portray that with us. Well, um, I appreciate you saying that first and foremost. Um, I've had the opportunity to work for four um, veteran head coaches at uh, Texas Pan American University of Oklahoma. I was at Liberty for, I think, nine years and then at Mercer for five years. But long story short, what you're alluding to as far as the Final Four goes is I was at Liberty, um, was kind of in the middle of my coaching journey as an assistant coach and uh, got um, hooked on prescription um, medication that I was taking and it was tied into my work as far as wanting to work more and wanting to climb the ladder and wanting to be a part of our industry. And so through all of that, um, I took a um, fall, um, very public fall, um, when I should have been um, representing Christ and um, 
doing all the right things. I was not doing all the right things. I was abusing this medication and I was, you know, the, the story that you heard was much more long winded, but, um, it was a humbling time. Um, every, ever since then, it's been extremely humbling just to have an opportunity to work with kids, but it's been awesome too. I wouldn't, uh, looking back on it, I wouldn't trade it. Um, the amount of, uh, I ended, I ultimately ended up getting fired. I was in, um, on administrative leave for, I was working for coach layer. I was on administrative leave for about a half a year and then the university and I ended up parting ways. Um, actually right before the big South tournament and those, all those kids that Larry was a part of that group. Um, they ended up making the NCAA tournament and we were, we won the coach layer and the boys won like five games. Um, and it was kind of a March madness story. And so I kind of got caught in it, um, as a side note, um, having done a lot of the recruiting and being there for such a long time. And so just to see your name and in, in a negative way, um, all of us coaches, really all of us human beings, we always want to be associated with positive things. And so to see your name in the Washington Post and the New York Times and and just live with that regret of uh, I ended up uh, copying a, pres- uh, a piece of my prescription to a drug called Adderall and I turned it into the pharmacy and obviously that was illegal and that was a felony. And so uh, just being associated with drugs, um, being associated with uh, failure, um, it humbles you. And so ever since then, I think that was, I don't know if that was six or seven years ago, but I've gone through um, such a neat time. Um, it's been after the fact that we obviously had our son. I had an opportunity to work at Mercer for Bob Hoffman and Coach Layer actually ended up working with us at Mercer. And so life has kind of come full circle. The athletic director that I worked for at Liberty, um, him and his wife remain good friends of ours. I know that we have a common friendship with them. And so being here at Oklahoma Baptist and at Mercer on the back end of that, um, I really wouldn't trade all of that. Um, even though I would never want to live it again, it was, it was horrible, but it taught me a lot. Um, it taught me a lot about myself, about others, good and bad. And I really grew a lot um, in my relationship with the Lord. Not that my life is perfect from any stretch of the imagination now. I mean, I still go through all the things that we go through as coaches of, you know, your identity and the winning, the losing and the jobs and your self-esteem and all the different things that you go through. But I definitely look at job, career, identity. I just look at it from a different view. And so really the organization, Aside from Coach Hoffman and Coach Layer and Jeff Barber and some of those people that really helped me during that time. And number one, and most importantly, was my wife. That was the one thing that I didn't lose during that time. I didn't lose my marriage. I probably should have um, making that type of mistake and losing my job. But I'm, uh, my wife and I stayed together. Um, you know, probably the aside from that core group of people, um, athletes in action and the men there um, where you heard coach Mo and Mike Siegfrieds and that whole organization they they kind of resurrected my career because I, I really got um, attached probably would be the wrong word but I got really involved with them because I was just at a place in my career where I wanted to make an impact and I was willing to share 
Um, it's always, uh, you all, there's always a bit of shame that's attached to it. Um, but I was just at that point where I just wanted to be involved with basketball and those men really saved me. And so I know the Lord had his hand in all of that, but, um, it's still difficult to talk about. I can still take myself back to there, um, in an instant. Um, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. Um, if I ever get too wrapped up in my day, whether it be recruiting or whether it be a tough loss or a winning streak and you start to get excited or uh, recruiting success or, you know, building a program as a head coach, there's so many facets involved, fundraising. And so whenever things start going too fast or things aren't going well, I'm, I'm it's God has used that experience um, that I had at Liberty to always slow me down and, and, and I listen for his voice and I listen for his discernment um, in a way that I never did before. And so I'm thankful for, most importantly, my relationship with the Lord and how he is for us. And I think that this in this particular time that we're all in right now with the pandemic and all the different things going on in our country, I, I don't know how people live without Christ because... Um, there are sure are some days if you're on social media or you're out and about where it, it hopeless is probably the wrong word, but it, it looks bleak at times, um, depending on what news report you look at. And so I'm th so thankful that uh, my God and uh, knows where all this is headed and knows where my life is headed. And so I've, I have a peace that uh, obviously it says in the scripture, a peace that passes all understanding. And it's so true. Um, it doesn't come without uh, anxiousness or worry at different times. But when you're drawn back to what me and yours foundation is, um, it gives you a compass. It gives you um, a purpose. And so I'm thankful for that. So that's, that probably doesn't do my story justice, but uh, that that's kind of the short and end of it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, I would encourage anyone, if you have the opportunity to to hear that full story in detail, it's it's amazing. Um, and Coach, I, I was kind of going to ask you, because I don't remember hearing you talk about this, but as you were kind of in those lowest points and you had these men who were kind of, you know, around you, helping you through this situation, your wife, was there any specific um, like verses or things that God was just hitting you with over and over, like, you know, Jason, I got you or something that you leaned on during that time specifically that you can remember? Well, being, you know, I share with our players a lot, being involved with the legal system um, and dealing with lawyers and dealing with probation officer um, and dealing with a place of work in a way that you don't want to deal with because there's a legal side to work. Um, when it's medical in nature, I was taking that drug to work. Not that anybody was forcing me to do that, but that was the purpose behind it. And so, I mean, there were a lot of verses. Uh, I think though, you know, I think the things that we listen to, I know during this time, we've all probably done more of these uh, speaking engagements or listen to podcasts, uh, watch a documentary like uh, the Jordan Last Dance. And so the Lord has always used song um, in my life. And so there's I could chronicle each time of my life based off of what song I would listen to every day. And so whether it was Danny Gokey or Big Daddy Weave or uh, Hill Song or just praise and worship songs, uh, I had uh, Coach Hoffman, Coach Lair, 
um, some different people. They would, they knew, they know that that's how I identify with Christ at different points of my day. And so they would send me songs. Uh, they would send me uh, verses. Um, my mom and dad are strong Christian people. Um, they do that um, as well. But, you know, it was kind of a day-to-day, hour-to-hour moment. There were a lot of low moments. There, the, You know, if you're in coaching, um, especially this journey as a head coach, there's still a lot of low moments of not like that, not like yeah. – uh, where you're embarrassed or shameful, but you definitely have, there's so many highs and lows that you go through um, being involved with sports and being a dad and all that. And so I still go through all of that, but I'm, I, I see it from a, just a different vantage point because whenever you've experienced, and that's why I admire some of the people that I admire. I think the people now being a dad and you could probably definitely identify with this is, you know, we, we look up to so many different people, um, especially if we love basketball and want to coach. And when you become a dad, um, the people that you end up admiring the most are people that have gone through the struggle with their kids, whether they've lost a kid or whether they've had a miscarriage or whether they've gone through some type of tragedy. Um, and so then you kind of start to see whatever your strife was. Uh, mine was this um, little story about I got caught up in my profession. You start to see it as not that not near as serious as you lived through it, even though it was so real and such a big deal to you then. But, you know, my heroes now are those dads that have hung in there and gone through a lot of stuff with their families. Um, and so um, to answer your question, it was, it's just kind of, I'm kind of a day-to-day, minute-to-minute type of guy. And so, um, but there are, Jeremiah 29, 11 has always been a verse that has really um, clung um, to my heart. Um, since I was a kid. And so I, I, that was a great verse to cling to during that time. It's a great verse to think about and, and meditate on any day, but that was definitely a verse. And then I used to listen to a song called Redeemed um, a lot. Um, I'm trying to think um, of who sings it, um, but I still listen to it probably once a day of just how powerful the Lord is. Um, Daryl Strawberry, uh, not to name drop um, too much, but his son, uh, played force for four years at uh, Mercer University. And so just being around men like that and seeing how God has used them, um, it kind of puts things in perspective with our own lives. Um, just, you know, there's a lot of people that have been through a lot of things. Um, and so when you start to focus on yourself and think that people are paying attention to you, it's just not true. Um, people are worried about their own lives and people have so many things going on in their own families and their own lives that we would never know anything about and so that's why i'm always reminded when i see that um tweet or message of just be kind to people because you never know what they're they're dealing with and i think we see that right now um on social media and in our world of and there's a lot of people that have a lot of hurt um inside of them um the racial dynamic um losing their jobs and so um i think that's something that we all need to be mindful of is you 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 don't even know a lot of times what your wife is carrying around at times until you guys sit down and, and the kids are in bed and much less a coworker, much less a neighbor, much less someone in your city. And so I, I think that that's something that we all can grab a hold of is just be kind to one another and be understanding and be um, have a listening spirit. Um, and so anyways, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, no. And I, I, you know, I think it's so powerful because as you said, 
so many dads and so many coaches, so many husbands are going through something and it's all, it's a different story for everybody. But, you know, the way that you, you know, the way that you handled your story and the way that God worked in your heart during yours has been such, I know it's been an encouragement in my life and I've learned a lot from you and, you know, it's so powerful that other people can hear that because uh, I'm sure there's someone else going through a similar thing or just something where they don't know how to handle it. And, and knowing how God brought you through that uh, is going to be an encouragement to someone. So thanks for sharing that with us, Coach. Um, last question. I just want to ask you a little bit about your opportunity being a head coach. And I know, you know, you're going into year three, correct? This will be year three? Yes. Yeah, so what? One, first part of the question, a couple things that you've learned as a head coach, uh, maybe that you didn't know about coaching before or didn't expect or maybe just is, has been a little different. Um, and just talk about your experience at OBU so far. Well, it's been awesome being at OBU. Um, we just went Division two, I think, five years ago. I'm going into my third year. And so to have the two years that we've had, um, we didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament this year because it got canceled, but to, uh, to make the tournament as an at-large bid and win 22 games. And so, you know, all of us that are in coaching, or at least all the men that I worked for, were all small college coaches first, whether it be Coach Sampson or Coach Hoffman or Coach Lair. Coach McKay, he's always been a big-time uh, coach, but uh, he played small college ball. So we all – are very familiar with how good the coaches are at this level. And so the competition's been great, but what's been neat for me is is just to be at another faith-based school um, and represent Christ. And it's almost kind of my second chance to do that. I was at Liberty for such a long time, and I try to take that with a lot more care. You're always selling Christ. You're always selling the good in your school. And so I've tried to shift my mindset in that, um, instead of thinking it, I'm the son of a salesman. My dad is a stockbroker for 30, 40 years. My brother does the same thing. And so instead of thinking about it in that way, I've started to think about it's our opportunity to live it instead of sell it. Um, selling as a part of recruiting, as we all know, is you're selling your their opportunity or their potential opportunity at your place. And so I've tried to have that mindset. But as far as what I've learned, um, that that's a whole podcast in itself. Um, well, we'll have to have you on again for that one, coach. I'll tell you the thing that has stood out to me the most is I used to keep in touch with a lot of people. Um, I used to, um, it didn't really matter to me whether they were a head coach or an assistant coach. I was just trying to connect with people. You know, the only people that I've really wanted to talk to at, at certain times, there's always relationship building, but you know, the four men that I worked for, they've become incredibly so much smarter than I realized, you know, as an assistant, you always have such a, you can have such a critical spirit of why did coach do that? Or why did coach do that? And so what you find out as a head coach is someone has to make a decision on all these different, um, whether it be a discipline issue or an X and O or practice or practice time. And so there's so many, as there's so many decisions that go into it and, you know, you're you're only as good, obviously, as your players. Everyone knows that. But your staff is so important. And so I'm so lucky at OBU with uh, Josh Davis has been with me. He was with us at Liberty and Mercer. And so he's one of my best friends. 
So he's been with me these two years. And then Zach Rogers and um, Ben Cleveland are also on our staff. And so to have a good staff, which you guys have a phenomenal staff um, where you're at, um, it makes all the difference because there's such a back current that always exists in all of these college basketball programs. And so for you to have the right men involved in all of those back channels, you don't you don't hear as much chatter as a head coach. You know, people kind of keep things away from you, not big things, but, you know, as an assistant, you just kind of your ears kind of always to the ground about the problems. And so um, but I've learned a ton. I've loved it. I've loved being here. I just, uh, but between my staff and the school, I have a lot of ties to Oklahoma Baptist. And so it has been the time of my life. It's been the challenge of my life. And we, we don't feel like that there's anything that we can't do at Oklahoma Baptist, even though we know how difficult competition is, but we have big goals, big aspirations. And, um, it's a wonderful place to work, um, with a lot of the faculty, you get to be more involved with the faculty and the people in the community at the Division II level is what I've learned. And I've loved that part. Um, I haven't been at the Division I level for, I think, 15 years. So it's been enjoyable. I, I haven't regretted it for a day. I haven't missed all the other places for one second. I've, I've, I've been where my feet have been planted. I think that's been a strength of mine. And I think that's something that we always need to keep in mind as assistants. Um, and for that matter, really any job is just do a great job where you're at. And the Lord really does have a plan for what's next. If he's got a plan for me and you're listening to this, I guarantee he has a plan for you because I'm the I'm the the most uh, screwed up, um, messed up um, Christian out there. And the Lord has been so good to me. And so if he's got a plan for my career, he definitely has a plan for your career if you're listening in. And so um, I would love to talk with you more about Oklahoma Baptist, but uh I know we don't have all day. So. <laughs> no, thank you. And it's been awesome just watching your success. Um, you know, I know you you guys won, what was it, 13 games your first season? Uh, I think we won 16 our first year. Okay. We got, then, got third in our conference. And then this year we did a little better. We I think yeah. we won 22 games yep. and for the NCAA tournament. We were actually supposed to play the number one team in the nation in the first round, Northwest Missouri, who has arguably at Division One or Division Two the best coach in the country. Mm-hmm. We're going to play them at their gym. And so we didn't get that opportunity. A lot of teams out there, their seasons got cut short. Um, so that was the one opportunity we missed out on. But um, yeah. it's been great. It's been fun. Yeah, well, you're doing a great job. And I uh, love following your success and your team's success. And I'm excited to watch how you guys do this season once things finally, you know, get rolling here again soon. But thank you so much, Jason, for taking time to be with us today. And I really appreciate your story and and love seeing how God's been working in your life. So thank you for for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on and have a good day. All right, everyone. That's it for episode eight. We'll talk to you next time.